0: Hey everyone, it's Mike from Air Raid Attack Podcast. Let me talk to you for just one minute. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you in five simple steps. Number one, it's free. Number two, there is creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in in one place. So, how do you sign up? It's simple. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, all you college football fans. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number two of our 2020 college football preview show. Uh, Yesterday, if you're just joining us, yesterday we talked about the Sunbelt Conference and Conference USA. So definitely give that show a listen and a share uh, on your uh, any other social media uh, platform, and also today we will be talking American Athletic Conference and the Mountain West. Uh, the remaining schedule looks like this uh, tomorrow we'll be talking the Mid American Conference as well as the um, <clears throat> FBS Independence. Uh, talk about them. What does that look like, assuming that majority, if not all, conference game or non conference games are canceled? I should say. Uh, Thursday, we'll look at the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Then Friday, we'll be talking the ACC and the Big 10. And then, of course, all you SEC lovers and even your SEC haters, Saturday, it is all about the SEC, and rightfully so. By far, one of the most dominant conferences here in the last 10 to 15 years uh, that the SEC has done. And so... um, We will definitely talk Saturday. We will talk SEC football. And then, of course, next Monday, the 27th, we will have a conference championship and college football playoff prediction show. Who do I think will make it to the playoffs? And also, who do I think will be playing for a conference championship? And then also, who do I believe will take home the Heisman Trophy at the end of the season? Also, uh, probably sometime next week, not for sure yet, it's still in the works. Uh, potential, will we see college football expansion? We'll see. Of course, uh, expansion still talk of the town to an extent, not as big as it was once was, probably about three, four years ago, but we will talk uh, expansion. Do I think uh, we will see a mega conference in regards to the first one to 16, uh, 16 teams? Or do I think that um, or do I think that uh, we'll, we'll stick it out and uh, and go from there so we'll see um, where that lands but um, but in the meantime that's for another day it's episode two of the college football playoff uh, football college football preview show there we go uh, and we'll first get a hold of the American Athletic Conference. Um, pretty much, here we go. Uh, in my opinion, it's gonna be a three-team battle at the top. Uh, very little separates, uh, very little separation in those top three teams. Uh, if you look at it, top three teams. Uh, in my opinion, is gonna be Memphis. You got Central Florida and Cincinnati. I think those three teams are gonna be your top three teams um, fighting for that those two spots to play for uh, the championship game of the conference. So. I don't see any other team that can make uh, a case that they are probably within reach to to compete for a conference championship. Uh, I think it's with, within the Golden Knights of UCF, the Tigers of Memphis, and, of course, the Bearcats of Cincinnati. I think those would be your um, your teams. Now, if you look at it um, with the UConn uh, departing, um, the American Athletic Conference uh, is going to continue um, with no divisions. 11-team um, conference, of course. Uh, I think that the lack of division makes the middle of the league uh, tough to sort out. you got very little separation, probably, if you look at it, from the 5 to 9. Uh, I think with quarterback um, Shane Bouchelle. Um, back at SMU returning, I think they are pretty much your clear, solid fourth spot. Uh, you look at, uh, Tulane, uh, Navy, Houston, Temple. I think you can even throw Tulsa. I think they got a chance to finish in the top five as well. Um, bottom of the barrel, if you will, uh, I think it's going to be East Carolina, South Florida. Um, Florida. But if you look at the look at the team overall, I don't think even then uh, that, that those teams will be your, will um, be an easy way out, an easy out in 2020. So, um, so we'll see. Exactly. Uh, let's start off. Who do I think is going to be playing? We'll get there next week. But uh, my, what we're going to do today is start from the bottom, work our way up. Uh, like I said, there's 11 teams in the uh, AAC, and we'll start at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, number 11, I think, is going to be East Carolina. I think Coach uh, Houston has East Carolina turning in the right direction. Uh, you look at um, the Pirates a year ago. They were playing their best ball of the season. Uh, combined losses of a points, uh, combined 11-point loss, uh, combined against Cincinnati and SMU. I think under Coach Houston, I think they take another step forward in 2020. Key thing is pretty common sense, if you will. They got to simply ask for a lot of teams to overcome um, some of their defensive concerns that they have. Uh, You look at East Carolina. East Carolina gave up almost seven, about roughly eight yards a play in conference games. They surrendered 34 points a game. Uh, If you look at the departures, um, the defensive line uh, was hit hard. Um, but with the the transfer from Appalachian State, Chris Willis, I think is going to help him on the line. Uh, I think you look at your back seven, I think it's going to be even better, uh, especially with all conference honors, Xavier Smith. Um, I think it's going to continue his trend. I think the secondary is definitely anchored in, and I think they should be pretty, pretty solid this year. Uh, Jaquan McMillan. Uh, the corner, and then you got Tink Robinson, uh, the safety. Now, of course, another name I think I'm going to throw out there and rightfully so is the Alabama transfer and and Nigel Knott. Um, Scoring points isn't going to be an issue uh, I don't think for the Pirates. Um, You got Holton um, Hallers I think is going to be continue to develop. Uh, You got one of the uh, top receiving corps, you got, of course, Chase Hayden, uh, transfer out of Arkansas. I think going to help the running game quite a bit uh, and can't get any worse if you look at it. Uh, a year ago, they only averaged about roughly four yards a carry last year. And then, of course, with the North Carolina State transfer uh, and with Justin uh, Justin Chase, I think it's going to add uh, quite a bit of help on that offensive line that, if you look at it, just returns only two starters. Uh, Again, this year, I I think it's just I think Coach Houston's got this team in the right direction. I think next year, I think you can talk bowl games. Um, But this year uh, is still a learning stage. They're still building a program. So uh, East Carolina, I wouldn't expect too much out of. And that's where they're going to be sitting at the number 11 spot. Uh, you look at number 10, uh, again, is South Florida, uh, rightfully so, I think. I think um, Jeff Scott's going to be a good hire. The former offensive coordinator is going to need some time, though. If you look at the program, uh, I'm thinking probably two, three, two, three years, I think is probably a safe bet to help rebuild that program back into a bowl contention team. Uh, if you look at the question marks that, the South Florida needs to address this year. It's both. I think it's both sides of the ball. Of course, you got the new coaching staff coming in, and they're going to pretty much inherit a offense that ranked 11th in conference, which is dead lasting scoring. Um, the defense pretty much gave up 29 points a game. You got the North Carolina uh, quarterback, Kate Fortin, is going to battle, um, of course, this fall. With uh, Jordan McCloud for that starting position at the quarterback, I think really the Bulls can run with any quarterback at the uh, quarterback at this point. Um, however, they're not going to be empty, so to speak. When they whoever gets it, they got uh, of course running back uh, Kelly Joyner. You got Johnny Ford. You got the Oregon transfer Darian Felix. You got tight end Mitchell uh, Wilcox. Of course, is gone, and and the go to receiver has to merge uh, this year for the Bulls. You got, um, I think, with the arrival of uh, Mitchell Brinkman, the transfer tight end. Um, they got uh, Randall Felix coming back. You got Eddie McDorm coming uh, McDoom coming back. Bryce Miller returning on the receiving corps. South Florida, their improvements desperately is going to be needed up front. Uh, they gave up on the offensive line, giving up 45 sacks in 2019. They got six starters back on defense. They got the shutdown corner in KJ Sales. You got linebacker Dwayne Bo- uh, Boyles. The defensive line struggled last year to stop the run. I expect the same this year. Uh, I think they're still under construction, so to speak. Uh, but again, Excuse me, but again, uh, with Coach Scott, two, three years, I think is a pretty safe bet um, to try to help rebuild uh, the South Florida um, program to where it once was. And that was uh, maybe not so much competing for an AAC championship, but definitely trying to make it into the bowl games. Um, Here's where it gets interesting is from five to nine. Uh, Again, these teams can mix and match. I think at number nine is going to be Temple. Uh, Temple has been mentioned a couple times uh, in the AAC as a uh, write up. Um, not so much, I think, separates this middle league, like I mentioned, not so much separation from five to nine. Temple uh, definitely had one of the conference's top defenses last year, um, limiting their opponents to 26 points a game, roughly five yards a play. They got. Key bath, The bad fall is you got four starters back. Um, you got with the key seniors departing linebackers, both Sean Bradley, uh, Chapel Russell, Sam Franklin. Uh, you got your defensive backs that departed, and Benny Walls, Harrison Hand, Aaron Monroe. <clears throat> then of course, uh, all America tight end, all America in. I should say my apologies, Quincy uh, Rochelle. Uh, transferring to Miami. I think Coach Carey's defense still has a good foundation in place. They're not going to – I don't think a st- steep drop-off really shouldn't be expected. Uh, I think the Owls definitely have a chance to push for a top five in the standings. Um, I think the offense this year is going to have to really pick up the slack uh, for sure. You got Anthony Russo uh, coming back, who threw over 2,800 yards last year, 21 touchdowns. Um, you got uh, running back coming back. You got the Owls uh, making a pretty great solid offensive line with three starters back. I think that gives them enough to help with that running game, especially on offense. Uh, you got the schedule, which is against top, I believe, projected top teams. Uh, in Cincinnati, in Central Florida, in Memphis, and even potentially with, with SMU. And then, of course, road games to New Orleans, to Tulane. They got Navy. That can be pretty tough at home. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So Temple Hazard, um, money's worth. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Uh, coming in at number eight, I got Navy. Uh, it's going to be a tough. Why? Because it's going to be a pretty tough task. Uh, for Coach Ken, uh, I can't pronounce the last name. I've tried multiple times. I'm just not going to uh, butcher it out of respect to him. But if you look at um, if if you look at Navy, the biggest tough and the biggest task that's going to be facing 2020s is, is replacing Malcolm Perry, the quarterback. Uh, 2017 rushing yards, and, and people's like, well, that's insane for a quarterback to run over 2,000 yards rushing. Well, it is. Um, If you look at Navy's offensive schemes, they are more of a continuously running team. Kind of like a wishbone, if you will. Um, However, uh, trying to replace Perry, I don't think it's going to really have Navy slip too far down in the the conference, uh, so to speak. So for Navy to really finish in the top half, which I believe is about that fifth spot, um, they're going to really need to take control. Um, you still get, even though Perry's, um, production on the ground, definitely going to be missed for Navy. You still got options on Jamal, um, Carruths, Nelson Smith. You got CJ Will, uh, Williams. Uh, they, de- uh, they got three new starters that need to be found on, up front. I think they got a good foundation for this year, uh, defensive coordinator, um, Brian Newberry, I think it's going to be a pay. That's going is a big time move for Navy. It's going to pay, I believe, dividends down the road. Uh, Navy allowed only about six and a half yards a snap, thirty three point five yards a game in twenty eighteen. So to cut the totals uh, from last year defensively, um, it's going to be interesting what Navy can do. Uh, Navy's passed the top five, in my opinion is really going to be banking on their, on their quarterback position. Number seven, I got Tulsa here in the local state of Oklahoma. Um, if you look at the record last year, 4-8. In my opinion, they're not a 4-8 team. They're a much better team than 4-8. Um, of the eight losses, only five came by 12 points or less. Um, we'll see. Coach Montgomery, I, in my opinion, can easily make a bowl game. You got the quarterback, uh, of course, Zach Smith, um, coming back to the uh, to the team this year, in which averaged about 26.5 points a game. Last year, I think that he's poised for a big production year. This year, they got uh, Shamari Brooks. You got Corey Taylor coming back at the running back position. You got Sam Crawford, Kalen Stokes uh, coming back on the receiving core. They got four starters back up front on the, the offensive line. Uh, Again, like it has been the last two to three years, the concerns continue to be on the defensive side. Last year, giving up 31 points a game. Um, So we'll see. One starter is only bad. They have one starter back in the secondary, and more pass rush is definitely going to be needed this year. They only sacked 14 times last year on defense. Uh, Tulsa, good thing. Tulsa doesn't mean. Miss Memphis and conference play. They do host SMU. They got Tulane and East Carolina, in my opinion, are going to be like what we consider swing states, if you will, in political world. Um, but you got swing games in those. I think if for them to make a bowl game, you're going to have to win those games. Uh, nonetheless, number six is going to be Houston. I think uh, Dana Hogerson, uh, his second year is going to be um, better than it was last year that really, really hinged on injuries last year. Of course, you got uh, De'Ara King um, leaving, transferring out. And so uh, Clayton Tune last year, he showed promise in which in a position he was in a tough spot. I mean, King was coming in, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, started the season, I think, and then, of course, injuries down the road. But um, showed that he can take a step forward with, if he can get more reps in as a starter. Um, there's definitely by far no weapons, uh, shortage of weapons for Houston. You got running backs and Porter and Carr. They're back. You got the AAC's top receiving corps led by Stevenson coming back. Houston gave up 35 sacks last year. But I think with um, if they can get better health in, the, in that department, I think the offensive line you know, is going to be better protecting uh, Tune. I think, in the long run. Uh, defensively, they're going to have a lot of work to do. They gave up 34 points last year, right 7 yards. Uh, snap last year, they got 7 starters returning, handful of transfers. I think that's going to add depth for the Cougars. That's going to add instant help for the Cougars. And I think uh, if you look at Houston, uh, it's rightfully so that they should be making a a trip to the bowl. Can get in that top top five spot and then uh, go from there. Uh, You got uh, Tulane, I believe, is coming at five, um, which is an interesting Tulane team. You got, um, they reached, I believe, new heights last year under Coach Fritz. Um, they've won 14 games over the last two years. They've um, claimed back-to-back bowl victories for the first time in program history. Uh, do I think they could make it easily a third trip to the postseason? It's it's within reach. Um, they got the top defense coming um, defenses coming back in uh, linebacker and defensive end Patrick Johnson. You got the best AAC's top lines. The secondary is definitely anchored by Jalen Monroe. You got who's one of the conference's best cover corners. You got safeties in Larry Brooks and Chase um, Cushion. Of course, the biggest issue is replacing Justin McMillan at the quarterback position. I think the offensive coordinator in Will Hall is going to take – I think he'll do well trying to get that. You got Keon uh, Howard, who's going to be a talented transfer from Southern Miss – uh, he played well last year. And I think he's gonna probably get the first opportunity to to be the starter for Tulane. You got, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you got Corey Dolphin coming back, who was granted, uh, I believe, an extra year of eligibility last year after he tore his Achilles. Um, this year, so he'll be out this year. Um, so we'll see. I think you got the backfield's gonna be pretty: Amari Jones, um, Cameron Carroll, Stephen. Uh, Huderson, Spears, Booker—you uh, got a deep corpse of options at that position. Of course, you got the Oklahoma transfer Michael Jones at the receiving spot, who I'm very familiar with. Um, Tight end Tyreek James, who's one of the top list of the weapons, for um, for Howard, assuming that he gets that position at quarterback. Uh, two lanes, <clears throat> two lane schedules favorable. They host Navy. They host Temple. They host. Memphis, and they do not play Cincinnati, which is a plus. So I expect Tulane to make a run in that top five spot. Number four uh, it's going to be pretty probably self-explanatory, as I mentioned earlier in the show. SMU, I think, is pretty solid at that four spot. Uh, big step forward for SMU. SMU is a program that's trying to get back on the rise and get there. Uh, I think Sonny Dyke, the... Um, head coach his second year um, will get going 5-7 2018 for SMU 10-3 a year ago which was uh, SMU's first double digit win since 1984 the offense averages about 41 points a game you got Shane Bouchelle nearly throwing for 4,000 yards uh, last year you got the top five of Signal caller for 2020 for Buchel. Um, however, James Proch is going to be missed at the receiving core. You got Reggie Robertson coming back, tight in Kylan Granson coming back. You can headline them as a group of playmakers for Buchel. You got uh, Xavier Jones, Keimon Freeman, of course, gone at the two run at the running back position. You got four starters up front. That's gonna help help out the, off, the offense in regards to protecting the quarterback. So we'll see what SMU can do. The SMU again continues to be on the defensive side, at, uh, giving up thirty three points a game. A lot of departures up front and in the secondary. You got the we got Richard McBride coming back. The the Lando Robinson and Richard Moore back in place. Favorable home game. We'll see. Can they compete for an AAC spot for the championship game? We'll see. Uh, Number three is Memphis. Uh, Coach Ryan Silverfield. Uh, This is his first year at the helm of the head coach position. He inherits a team that last year went 12-2. They went to the Cotton Bowl last year. Mike Novell is definitely going to be missed, in my opinion, at Memphis. Um, Silverfield, this is his first-time coach. Uh, very, very well liked with the players. Uh, he got 13 uh, starters coming back. An offense that averaged 40 points a game. I think is good in good hands again this year with Brady White running back core uh, running back with Kenneth Gainwell. You got Demonte Cox is going to be in back in place at the receiver position. Um, I expect the offense not to really pick up. I think they're going to be picking it back to where they uh, they were at. You got new defensive Signet Caller and Mike McIntyre. Uh, McIntyre, I should say. Uh, one of the top group. Um, five assistants that was ranked this previous offseason, if you will, as a higher for Memphis. Uh, Tigers showed improvement on both sides of the ball. Uh, seven starters back on defense. More progression is, is expected. I think if you get a healthy year out of corner T.J. Carter, things that's going to make a big difference in the secondary. Uh, O'Brien Goodson uh, and, J- and Joseph Dorcas um, could provide up front on the foundation. And, again, um, home front, home games, UCF. But uh, Memphis has to place SMU. So we'll see. Cincinnati, Navy, and Tulane all in a row. Number two is going to be a tough one. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. That's right. Uh, Close call. I mean, either one. You can flip-flop. Since Florida, you can flip-flop to two. You can put Central Florida at one. You can put Cincinnati at one. Vice versa at two. Um, Cincinnati, uh, Coach Fickle's team... Back-to-back 11-win seasons. They got 10 returning starters off of a defense that held two uh, teams to just 20 points a game uh, last year. They got some retooling definitely at the linebacker position. Uh, If you look at the defensive line and the secondary, I think they both ranked number one in conference. Uh, You got Rising Star and Hamad Gardner at the corner position. Uh, If you get a healthy James Wiggins at safety after he missed – all of last year, due to a knee injury, offensively, Cincinnati has some improvement, if you will, um, averaging close to 30 points a game. Um, we'll see. You know, Desmond Ryder was banged up quite a bit last year. Uh, if he can return to full health, I think the offense gets back on track. Now, of course, replacing standout running back Michael Warren's going to have to be a must. I think with Alabama transfer, Jermaine, um, Jermaine Ford, I think it's going to help. You still got Dokes. You still got McLend um, coming in. Uh, I think will help out with that running back core. Offensive line is going to be, got to be, got to, got to, got to be significantly better than they were a year ago. And then you get um, the Michigan transfer and James Hutchinson anchoring down the line. And we'll see. We'll see what Cincinnati can do. And, of course, last but not least, uh, Central Florida won the Knights under Coach Heupel. Uh, Have won at least 10 games each of this last three years. Uh, I think Hypo squad should be in the mix to rank as the top five, a top group of five teams once again in 2020. Let's be honest. They had a high-powered offense that generated 43 points a game, seven yards on the snap last fall. I think you're going to repeat those numbers, especially as quarterback. Um, Dylan Gabriel is primed for an even better sophomore campaign. He's not going to have the big play weapons to throw to. to. But um, with Trey Nixon, Marlon Williams, tight end, uh, Jake Heescock, I think they're going to be pretty, pretty good on offense. Um, Defense shouldn't be overlooked. Held teams 23 points a game, allowed five yards a snap. Uh, defensive coordinator Randy Shanahan has to replace, of course, standout out, Nate Evans. But I think all three units are in great shape for 2020, and I expect uh, the showdown against Cincinnati and Orlando in late November, I think, is going to decide what team hosts the AAC uh, championship game, and we go from there. So, again, uh, we will see and take it from there. Uh, Real quick, just like I did with the other um, top running back unit, I got Memphis winning that one. You got the top wide receiver unit goes to Central Florida. I think the offensive line unit goes to to Memphis. I think Cincinnati could be in the mix. I think Central Florida, you can easily put at one. Um, Best defensive lines, definitely by far, Cincinnati. And I think the best linebacker unit goes to Central Florida. And the best defensive back unit goes to, uh, goes to Cincinnati. Uh, Offensive player of the year preseason-wise. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell, the running back out of Memphis. Uh, defensive player of the year. I got um, Ahmad Garner, the corner out of Cincinnati. I think Willie Fritz wins the coach of the year from Tulane. Top freshman. Uh, Patrick Paul, the offensive lineman at Houston. Top newcomer, I got James Hudson, uh, offensive line from Cincinnati. The sleeper team is going to be Tulane. I think if Tulane can get the right pieces in place, they can make a run. Uh, key position to watch is going to be Central Florida's defensive line. I think it's going to be a huge thing to watch. Like I mentioned before, Mike McIntyre, uh, McIntyre's defensive coordinator at Memphis was the best hire of the season by far of all 130 teams. Uh, hardest team to evaluate is SMU. Like I said, they can go up, they can go down. We'll see. Coach on the rise, I love what Will Hall can do, at offensive corner at Tulane. I expect him to be a big-time coach at a big-time program here in the next few years. Must-see game, no surprise. Cincinnati at, at Central Florida, and we will go from there. So that is the um, preview of the American Athletic Conference. And up next is the Mountain West 2020. College football preview. Welcome to another episode of the Air Attack Podcast. I'm your host Michael, and as always, feel free to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google. You can listen to the show on Breaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Stadium Scene TV, Bullhorn, and of course iHeartRadio, just to name a few. As always, you are more than welcome to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash air raid attack podcast and of course follow the show on Twitter at air raid underscore podcast and also follow me the host on Twitter at air at on air with Mike Uh, this episode won't probably be too long maybe 30 minutes at best Um, but uh, this will be talked about pretty much what should we expect for the remainder of 2020 we are the at the halfway mark, Yeah, just a little past the halfway mark for the year 2020 as we approach ever so closely to 2021. Uh, of course, 2020, I'm sure for many across the globe that is listening, um, it's been a it's not has been probably one of our most famous years. Let's put it let's put it that way. Uh, it hasn't been one of the most famous uh, years. We can probably put this year to the To to the rear view mirror And uh, more than likely forget about it I I don't know if there's Anyone out there that's going to sit there and say That they would want to relive Through 2020 I know I'm personally going to Lord willing I will uh, Put this one to the side And and move on to 2021 as we approach it uh, Here in the next few months But uh, again If you're listening uh, here in the great Country of the United States Welcome, of course, globally, that is right, Aero Tech Podcast is it global. Uh, if you're listening to Mexico, if you're listening to Poland, Germany, Iran, Ireland, and France, um, welcome. You guys are much loved. I appreciate you all. Uh, feel free to share. Feel free to continue to listen. And follow me on Twitter. Shoot me a message. And uh, love to have you on the air. Talk about... W- your sports in general, in your country, respective country, and uh, and what you have in mind. But uh, France, Ireland, Iran, Germany, Poland, Mexico, and of course the United States. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're not on the list, if you're listening to Canada or anywhere else across the globe, welcome. Feel free to to subscribe to follow me on Twitter. At air raid underscore podcast on air with Mike as well. NFL college football talk, we we'll talk real quick. Um, we'll see, we'll see exact, that, exactly what we kind of put it on to the uh the realms of it. I know the NFL preseason has been knocked off two weeks, so we're down to two preseason games for the NFL. As far as I know, that the NFL will be on schedule. Uh, College football, as far as I know, um, will be on schedule. We'll see. It's a wedding game. I know we're ever so closely uh, approaching college football, Uh, the NFL. Camps across the country in in, in college football has started. And so we'll see. We'll see where this puts us. Uh, I believe that there are even talks um, a potentially maybe playing in the springtime. Um, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'll, I wouldn't mind it. We all know spring football, quote unquote, professional spring football does not work. Uh, this would obviously cause it's college football and maybe it's the best option that the NCAA can go with. Um, uh, and like Lincoln Riley, the head coach of Oklahoma, you know, he pretty much, you know, he said it's still doable in regards to the fall, in regards to the spring, it's doable. And so we'll see uh, what the NCAA eventually comes up with. I do know that um, that Oklahoma and Texas will come to a decision here probably within the next week or so in regards to what they plan on doing with the Red River shootout in and, um, and Dallas. And so it's really the waiting game. It's really the waiting game when it comes down to the NFL, when it comes down to college football, even high school football. Uh, it comes down to it. Next biggest question is fans, fan list. I've read some reports that the Miami Dolphins are trying to work at a, um, an idea of, of trying to get the fans in to a to a percentage Um, whether it's 25%, whether it's 40%, they're trying to work the numbers. Uh, I know Oklahoma's working some numbers, um, from what I've been told. Um, you know, there's been out there that the NFL has talked about potentially, um, eliminating the first, maybe first eight to 15 rows in the lower bowl, which would eliminate your sideline seating per se, um. But again, it's all, you know, everybody's talking. You know, I don't know if anybody knows a definite answer. I don't know if anybody knows, really, um, what's going to go on. I personally don't, at this point, I don't even know what to even expect. You know, I'm sure if they continue, I'm sure if they continue with With uh, the season, I'm sure if they open it to the fans, I'm sure masks are going to be mandatory. I'm sure, you know, you may have to open the gates. They always do an hour and a half, two hours prior to kickoff. They may do it to where they do four hours in advance. Try to get people in because you're going to have to, besides the norm, you're going to have to... I don't know. I guess do a temperature check. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not foreseeing anything by any stretch of the imagination. Me personally, I would still continue to play. Um, and I know it's going to probably bug some people, but me personally, I would say go along with the fans and, and let them realize that there's a risk uh, come into the game and um, go from there. And I think that in advance, if they say in advance that they won't be attending the game, then I think there should be a deadline for the fans that bought tickets and said, we're not going to come. I think in advance, if you do it in advance notice, uh, you get refund. And, and I'm sure maybe that's an answer. I don't know. Um, again, we'll see. I know the the N95 masks have been brought up, potentially the NFL wearing those for the players. It's just a lot of speculation. Um, again, I don't know anything. Um, when it comes down to this, it's, you know, it's way above my pay grade. And, and, you know, again, my, what I would do is a whole lot different than I'm sure what everybody else would do. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the NFL does. We'll see what college and heck, high school even. Will they even have high school football? Um, I know my oldest son plays middle school football. And they don't even know if they're going to have a twenty twenty season. So again, uh, football's up in the air. Hopefully, we we get it and um, continue our ways with the fall. But again, we'll see. Like I said, I wouldn't mind spring football either. But I, I don't want to wait till the spring to watch more football. But or to watch football. But hey, if it's worth it, then it's worth it. Uh, Major League Baseball, of course, their camps are underway. I got my Colorado Rockies hat uh, next to me. I got a nice, well, they're both pretty nice, uh, and a nice uh, old-school Broncos hat. I'll post both of those on the uh, Twitter, at Air Raid underscore podcast. I may even tag myself on there, at On Air with Mike. Um, NBA, I guess, is still going up in the air. I'm not for sure um, what their plan is. And I'm guessing the NHL is still, still good on their end as well. Uh, Major League Lacrosse uh, is, is is expecting to get going here in the next week or two. Um, I believe for camp, I think they start uh, pretty soon. Pretty soon. So uh, that's pretty much sports wise what I got. Um, not a huge NASCAR person. Maybe eventually one day. Um, but the sports right now, we're starting to pick up. <clears throat> we're starting to pick up. Um. But. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But in the meantime, um, podcast: uh, what to expect for the remainder of 2020? Uh, quite a bit of a lot of special guests. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, special guests galore coming up. Still, um, we got on on Thursday. We got um, uh, Matt Dubuck. He is the uh, head coach of Cardinal Gibbons High School. In uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is a Big 12 guy. Texas Tech Raider. Um, Looking forward to... Honestly, really looking forward to having him on. Uh, We'll be chatting with him prior to. uh, I believe on Wednesday. um, As well. Looking forward to that. On Wednesday. Let me pull it up here. On Wednesday, I will be having... As far as... Everything continues to go as planned. Um, Lord willing, we'll see. Um, As everything goes in plan, I will be having Sean Harper. Uh, He is a former NFL player, uh, I believe, with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Great guy. Looking forward to uh, having him on. He's, of course, a highly well known motivational speaker. He is a former seven. Uh, year NFL player, <clears throat> and so looking forward, uh, looking forward to him coming on, really, really talking NFL, um, mainly what we'll be talking about is um, his playing time, and I'm sure we'll get some motivational uh, speeches out of it as well, but again, looking forward to Sean Harper uh, coming on on July 8th. At uh, six thirty PM Central, which would be on the East Coast, seven thirty. If you're listening um, on the uh, on the West Coast, it'll be roughly around five thirty. And then um, Mountain Time, you're not too far behind. Not too far, six thirty. So, uh, looking forward to uh, to that. Again, that is uh, Wednesday. July 8th, Sean uh, Sean Harper will be on, and um, we'll have some fun, we'll have some fun, of course Thursday Matt DeBuck will be on as well, and that show will begin, let me pull it up here real quick, that show's going to be on Thursday. And it will be... I believe it's settled... For 730. I believe. It is going to be... Uh, July 9th. So Thursday... Uh, It's going to be uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. So, of course, uh, if you guys are out and about, uh, be prepared for a podcast. Then, uh, if possible, uh, I will try to go on air on Periscope, which you can also follow me, uh, Mike underscore, Air Raid Attack. And going from there, which, by the way, I probably should get on just for a tad bit. Um, so we'll see, but how, how also, how can you be a part of the show? Really? Um, we got a lot of, um, we got a lot of stuff going on, special guest. Uh, I'm in the process, process of getting an actual schedule up on, Um, get us actual schedule going on to where we're more set, more professional uh, in that way. Uh, merchandise, uh, I'll eventually get back out up and running. Uh, we got um, <clears throat> all kinds of things. Like I said, if you're just joining, um, we got uh, Coach Wright joined us from Mid-American Nazarene University. He joined us on the 30th. Uh, we also had uh, Zach Fleming, the West Anchorage High School offensive line, uh, offensive line coach, uh, joining us on the 16th. Uh, we had David Shepard uh, joining us, the um, CBS Sports produ- uh, Sports Radio, Sirius XM NBA producer, joined us on June the 12th. So uh, we, we're getting we're getting the guest. I'm also here live on Periscope, Drew. What is going on? Uh, what's going on, buddy? Um, been a while. Um, of course, a lot going on, but um, but we'll see. We will get things going. So episode wise, um, it's been busy personal, and so um, we will get more more episodes out there. We got two this week going. Hopefully, we can get uh, get some more as we uh, get closer. Hopefully, hopefully to football season, as well as uh, hockey, NBA, baseball. Eventually, is going to going to start. I think it's the twenty third, twenty fourth, is when uh, the new opening day is, as far as I know, unless things change again. So, <clears throat> how can you listen? Well, we're global. We're we're, we're global, but um, we are. You can listen to us practically, however, in the world you want to listen to us at this point. Um, you can listen to us um, on uh, Breaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Castbox, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Stadium Scene TV, which we'll talk to here in a second. Deezer, Podchaser, Pawca- uh, Acast, Bullhorn, Listen Nose, Listen at Podcast it. That's how you can listen to us. Uh, at times, I'll do live broadcasts on Periscope, in which I'm doing right now, and then um, iTunes and Google as well. Uh, Drew, I agree with you. Uh, yes, I need sports as well. At this rate, I will take anything. Um, it is a... Uh, Not a huge NASCAR person. I guess golf is still going on. I'm not for sure on that one. But uh, hopefully here in the next two or three weeks, we can talk baseball, we can talk hockey, basketball, hopefully football as we approach, I don't know, summer camp, spring uh, training camp. I don't know what we're going to be looking like in there. So, in case... um, um, we'll see, we'll see, so, um, <laughs> Bucks and the Pats, you know, Pats with Cam Newton is an interesting, um, interesting pickup, I actually like it, nonetheless, Rockies, yes, I am supporting the, uh, Colorado Rockies hat today, got it actually yesterday, so, looking looking good. Um, I like to hire Cam Newton, of the signing from the Patriots with Cam Newton. Um, if you think about it, I know you can't compare him to Tom Brady, um, and rightfully so, but I think Cam Newton gives gives the Patriots a little more of a dynamic when it comes to Cam than what they could have with Tom, because let's be honest, Tom wasn't really your mobile quarterback. He was more your pocket and, and launch it. Uh, Cam can make some plays with his feet, and I think that gives New England a little more of a different edge nonetheless. Uh, not so much, am I going to sit here and pencil them into the Super Bowl? No, I, I still think they got some um, some uh, some issues along the way, but they're definitely more or less the playoff team. Drew says a cam gives Pat's a push. Brady will definitely, or not, shouldn't say definitely, but he will struggle first few games in Tampa. But I think so. Um, uh, me and Coach Wright, the wide receiver coach from MAU, we talked about that um, tougher division for uh, for Drew uh, for Drew Brees for Tom Brady and Drew Brees uh, for Tom Brady. You know he ran rod the al the uh, merit the AFC here I am thinking about baseball, the AFC East, um, uh, for what, 11, 12, 13 years. And so he's entering the uh, NFC South. That is more of a, uh, dominant physical, um, brand of football compared to what the East does. And that defense, you know, Atlanta's defense is pretty decent at times. And you know, New Orleans is physical, um, could be interesting with Carolina, Matt Ruhle, Um, what he's going to bring to that defense. But that division is going to be tough, and I think Tom Brady is going to – and I agree, I think Tom Brady is going to struggle just a little bit more, I think, than Cam will. But, again, uh, I agree, Drew. We all shall see. Let's find out what happens. I agree. Um, first of all, we got to get on the field. And right now, I don't know if we're going to get on the field yet. So, uh, we'll see. Nonetheless, we'll see. Uh, college football, though, they're talking spring if they can't get in the fall, but we, we shall see. Um, we shall see. But, um, yeah, I like Cam Newton. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, and Bill Belichick's one, one heck of a coach. He won without Brady when. Take care, of Drew. Be safe out there, man. Um, Bill Belichick can win, and it showed when Tom Brady was out back here a few years ago, uh, when Matt Castle took over as quarterback, and um, and did well, did well. I think eleven or 5, 12 and four that year. And so, like I said, Belichick can he can play. I mean, he can coach as well. And so, um, don't you know? Don't doubt your uh, don't doubt your your um your eggs yet against the Patriots. So we'll see. We shall see. Um, but again, I wasn't going to keep on here too long. Um, how can you be a part of the podcast? Uh, listen to us on anchor. FM subscribe on iTunes, Google. I'll get a list out here, probably tomorrow. Um, of a set schedule. And it's going to be pretty spot on. Uh, it's going to be effective pretty soon. And so, We'll have a schedule posted. Uh, We'll have all kinds of things. You know, you're more than welcome to send voice messages. And how you do that is pretty simple. You go to the, excuse me, you go to, um, let me do it step by step here. You will go to the uh, personal page. And what you'll do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Air Raid Attack Podcast, you click on message, and uh, you'll be able to send a voice message to me. Uh, of course, it's if you want to be on air, if you want to send a shout out to whoever, you go to anchor.fm forward slash Air Raid Attack Podcast, you click on message, and it'll send it. You can also listen to us on Spotify. Spotify. From there, right straight from the website, and then you can also do a monthly support or any kind of support uh of the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes and so much more. Um, so again, Matt Dubuck uh, will be coming on this week, Sean Harper will be coming on this week. I'm in the works of uh, getting about four more for July. Um, Stadium Scene TV, it's a great community. Um Best, the best podcast, videos, blogs. Um, I will be getting the the founder on hopefully this week, or if not, sometime in July. And nonetheless, uh, be a part of that great community. I'm definitely glad to be, but more in depth with them. And so you may be seeing a little different title, if you will, hopefully here soon uh, with that. And then also, um, I'm going to be reaching out to the Denver Rush. Of the um, <clears throat> of the uh, extreme league for the women's league that was used to the be the lingerie football league if anybody's familiar with that it's now the entitled the extreme league hopefully to get some of the the players from the Denver Rush on if not coaching staff and uh, trying to trying to get them on but a lot of special guests we're working with in regards to that so again. Um, Feel free to uh, listen, subscribe on uh, iTunes and uh, Google. You're more than welcome to listen to us, <clears throat> listen to the podcast on so many episodes, as uh, so many platforms, it's unreal. We'll also link that out to Twitter uh, sometime tomorrow. Hopefully, kind of make it uh, a little more of a better presentation. But if you want the breakdown, Breaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Castbox, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Stadium Scene TV, Deezer, PodChaser, Acast, Bullhorn, Listen Notes, Listen App, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Google. There you go. There you go. Uh, Much as always, you guys are much appreciated. I support, I truly support you guys, and uh, I appreciate the support support as well. Again, if you want to give me a voicemail, uh, voice message, feel free to do it, and you can be on there. I will definitely, definitely post it on this next episode. Um, All you got to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash area attack podcast. Go to message, click voicemail, or go to go there, and then uh, go to message, and then also uh, all kinds of more information on there as well, and then also station head is a uh, online radio station. Uh, expect to be uh, pretty much to for the podcast to be heard on there here within the next week. Uh, hopefully, I can launch this thing next week once I get everything situated and figured out. And then going from there. So, in the meantime, I'm going to hang this guys up. But as always, guys, I appreciate you guys. Feel free to share. Feel free to uh, rate us on iTunes. And also, don't forget to follow the show at Air Raid underscore podcast on Twitter. Follow my personal Twitter on Air with Mike. And then, uh, like I said, the best of the best is still to come. Take care, guys. Be safe, and I hope you guys had a wonderful fourth, and I will be talking to you guys soon. Take care.